Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. Today, we continue our series on financial literacy, focusing on business. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Today, we have Senior Vice President of Business Services with St. Louis Community Credit Union, Mr. Alex Fanoy. Hello, Hello, Kahala. Thanks for having me here today. I am so happy to have you with us today on such an amazing topic. And I know I'm pretty excited because um, I'm a black woman in business. And so we want to make sure that we have all the information that we need to be successful. And that's our goal today. I must try to share everything in this 30 year career that I can to to uh, to help people be successful to reach their goals. Okay. Well, please tell us all about yourself. Uh, sure. Alex Fenoy, native of East St. Louis, product of public school systems, which I'm not against private schools, but I think it's important to, uh, to emphasize that. Um, 89 blocks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Family is important. So I always talk about my wife and four adult daughters and five grandchildren. So ages six months to 10 years old. So that's uh, a little bit about me personally. Mm -hmm. So please tell us about your 30 year journey in business and finance and banking. Yeah. So it really starts prior to that. Uh, and not going to spend a lot of time on this, but started in 1986 with a program called Inroads. So I was mm-hmm. 17 years old mm-hmm. and got to work at a defunct company now. But those of us who are around Famous and Bar or May Company mm-hmm. is where I interned. So at that time, I thought I would be a dentist. So uh, I matriculated on uh, down to Fisk University uh, for a business degree and an emphasis in pre-dentistry. Okay. And about three years in. The passion was more for business okay. and accounting than it was for dentistry, or either I wasn't that smart, one or the other. <laughs> and uh, and but because of inroads, I was already in the business environment for at that point three summers, and uh, and had a passion for it, not for banking yet, but for just business. And uh, the marriage worked. It was inroads term. I worked for May Company for about two and a half years, and in March of 1992. I went to what's now Bank of America in their commercial loan officer training program. So I've been on the business side literally my entire career. Okay. Well, that's awesome. There were many things that you said in your story that stick out to me. One, of course, being born and raised in East St. Louis. Absolutely. Um, And then that HBCU life. Now, I never attended an HBCU, but I am in complete support, obviously, of our HBCUs. And so um, did that have any like impact on your journey to where you are now having that HBCU background? I think absolutely it did. Uh, First off, being from East St. Louis did. Um, Because in our time, I'm I'm older, but in in our time, we were taught that we could be anything. Mm -hmm. And the support was there. Mm -hmm. And blessed with my my family, my parents, the Fenoy, the Bellamy's, that's my mother's side of the family, and the public school system in East St. Louis rock stars. I don't know anyone probably five years younger than me to 
five to 10 years older that are not productive citizens in whatever their career field is. So that was a big part, having that foundation that only in East St. Louis can give you. Then going on, like you said, to an HBCU, specifically to Fisk University, and the support for whatever you could be was always there. And probably most importantly, the teaching of it's okay to be black. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it's wonderful. And to Absolutely. love yourself. That's right. So I've always had, hopefully not cocky, but confidence in Alex and, and being the best that I can be. Not competing against others, but how can I be the best that I can be? That came from East St. Louis, came from my parents, came from the public school system in East St. Louis, came from Fisk University. So I love the change in the narrative, right? Because being born and raised where we're from, we know that there's this narrative of East St. Louis and what people think East St. Louis is. Absolutely. But to be able to stand and say, I am East St. Louis, you are East St. Louis. Um, the owner of this beautiful studio is a black businessman from East St. Louis. And yes. so that's one of the reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing and I've done what I've done. You were very familiar with my whole life. We'll get into that in a second. But just being able to change the narrative of what people think of um, communities of color, Absolutely. Um, particularly the Garys, the Comptons, the East St. Louis's, the South Central's, and things of that nature, and letting people know what you see in the media, what you hear, that's not who we are. Absolutely. This is who we are. Yeah. And so that's that's really amazing. And like you said, you come from amazing an amazing family. What did we just have the conversation about your dad being the legend? Yeah. Yeah. And he's not comfortable with that, but I don't mind uh, sharing that. Uh, my dad is coaching Nino Fanoy, and under his leadership, he and his coaches, he never talks about assistant coaches. They've won uh, in 45, 46-year career, 17 state championships at the highest level in girls track and field, uh, numerous athletes on to college, and two in particular Olympic champions, Jackie Jonah Kersey and Dawn Harper. So uh, just a, a phenomenal career. And he's still coaching. He's still coaching. 75 years old. He he's still, still the coaching. head coach of uh, girls in track, cross country, uh, track and field and cross country at East St. Louis Senior High School. Yes. And so we appreciate your mom and your dad, who yeah. your mom, who was my Auntie Catherine's best friend in the whole world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's how we know each other, because your mom and my aunt have been super tight. Forever, yes. I can't. We can't before. even put a time on it now. No, it's before this, we were born. Exactly. We were born. And yeah. so, um, and then of course your dad, who, like you said, was the coach of the yeah. Jackie Jonah Kersey and Don Harper Nelson. So, um, you came from an outstanding lineage, and so there's no so surprise. And you too. Thank you. You know that. Thank you. And there's yeah. no surprise that you are where you are today. So, how long have you been with St. Louis Community Credit Union? So. Thank you for that, and thanks for the transition. But before we get off of family, I also have to talk about your cousin. I know he was more like a big brother to you, to Todd. Uh, he was probably my first friend outside of family. Uh, no longer with us. We know he's in heaven looking at us. But, um, again, he's the earliest person that I wasn't, quote, unquote, related to that was a friend of mine and uh, just a great individual. Mm -hmm. So we have that yes. for sure in common. So I've been with St. Louis Community Credit Union coming up. It'll be a year in September. Uh, so a new change for me, a new uh, mission, 
and they brought me in to build out all of our business services. So that's why we're here today uh, to talk about some of my experience and also specifically about St. Louis Community Credit Union. And in business services, right now we can handle any loan for a small business or a lower end middle market because there's stages and we'll talk about those as we go along. Uh, for a loan side, $10,000 up to $5 million. And wow. that's every type of loan, line of credit, equipment term loan, uh, real estate loan, investment or owner occupied. And we'll get into the differences of that. Um, um, regular term loans, anything, acquisition, SBA and not. And we've done that in a really short time because we had the board support and my direct boss, our CEO and president, Kirk Mills. Um, so it's a great move for me personally and for the organization. Then just a little bit about St. Louis Community Credit Union. Please. We were the former teachers credit union. Okay. So that's where we started. And, you know, that means a lot to me with my family being, my parents in particular, being retired educators. Um, we changed our name 25 years ago to St. Louis Community Credit Union when we made a distinction from being uh, more of a union where you had to be a teacher to be a member of our family to okay. this geography, okay. which is for us, St. Louis, if you put a pin at the arch, go about 50 miles into Southern Illinois and into Missouri, that's our, the technical term is called targeted area okay. where we can have members. Um, so 80 years old this year, or excuse me, next year will be 80 years old. And we have been, I think, the premier organization for consumer and mortgage for people of color in the St. Louis region for at least the last 20 to 25 years. The difference in bringing me aboard and my team, it's never just one person. That's right. Anybody saying one person, you shouldn't listen to them. That's and right. The team, That's right. Uh, is, is to add business. Okay. Because just a simple, our philosophy is this. First off, you need financial access, right? Mm -hmm. So our locations are in all low to moderate areas, 17 locations, 15 of our locations are in low to moderate income areas, which in the St. Louis region means in where people of color are. Mm -hmm. That used to be formerly banking deserts. So that's where our locations are, that's access. We've created financial products and services that meet people where they are. Where you are is different than where I am, different than where he is, different from others. We're probably similar, but others who have not gotten some of the information why you're doing this part of your podcast on financial capabilities, mm -hmm. right? And improving themselves. So we have products and services that meet people there. So that's financial health. That's the second part. The third part, which brought in business, is financial wealth. So in this country, really, it's only three ways to build wealth. That's inheritance, that's owning real estate. And then the third thing is owning a business. And we were lagging in that part okay. until coming. So that was the, the, the initiative. That was the reason why. And I'm so happy to be a part of St. Louis Community Credit Union to help with that third leg of building financial wealth. Wow, that is so much to unpack. And sure. I, I'm so, again, I'm so happy that you're here with us because we want to be well-rounded. And that is the purpose, one of the many purposes of Frozen Politics Podcast, for us to be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, 
financially for our families. As you said, family is so important. It's so important to be healthy. And as we discussed in a previous episode, so many things are power, right? Your health is power. Your your family is power. Your uh, mental health is power. But wealth is power. That's right. And so not to say that, you know, it, it, to be used in, in an inappropriate way or in a way that tears down, but in a way that builds up. At the end of the day, there's inflation, high gas prices. I mean, there are a number of things that families and individuals are facing and you can't, well, my father, that old school term, East St. Louis term, with your good looks, what you gonna, what you gonna use, your good look? So <laughs> you, you can't go to the gas station. That's right. With anything but money. Amron wants money. You know, to buy a home or to start a business, there needs to be money. And so it is power in a good way. But so many communities of of color, like you said, don't have access. What did you say? That just spoke to my soul. Deserts, financial deserts. Yes. And so you don't have an ATM machine because you need to oh, your son has a field trip today, and oh, I didn't go to the bank before I was running home to cook dinner. There's no ATM anywhere. There's no bank anywhere. Um, And then access, and I know you'll talk about it, just access to the services that you provide. Because outside of the physical building, so often we felt as African-Americans that we don't have access to many of the financial opportunities that others have had the access to. And that's kind of kept us behind. So please tell us more about the services and then what you want us to know as a community of people as we continue to rise. Yeah, great question. And um, you you said so much there. So I'll start with um, access is, and I hate to use these buzzwords, but I'm trying to think of a better one besides relationship. But relationship, when we because we think about we're in, we're talking about business, and the most important thing is the business loan, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't get the loan to start your business, to go to the next level, et cetera, you got to do it through cash. And a lot of times in our case, we don't have that inherited pot to start. Absolutely. So we're, we're, it's, it's not level. It's using my dad's analogy in, in track and field. We're running a 400, one lap around, and the rest, the majority race is at the 300, and we're starting at the starting line. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the world. Jackie Joyner Kersey, St. Louis native, she can't catch anybody. If they With got a hundred meter head. If, 300. <laughs> a three, oh, he they have a oh. 300. Yes. Meter they have a start. 300 meter head start. Absolutely. So, so how can we start chopping into that? We need more people of color in the financial arena. We need more people who, and not just in, and this isn't against retail because it's all important. At the credit union, I'm, I've been blessed the last 12 years to be a part of the C-suite of organizations. So uh, not just in, in retail, not just in mortgage, but we need them in commercial with lending, commercial lending responsibility. So that if Kahala knows someone, she can call and say, not only for my business, but for my girlfriend, somebody at church, somebody in my family, they're doing these wonderful things. They have money in a financial institution that's not even returning their call. So it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. The other thing we have to do, we have to create products and services where we know 
most of the time, black businesses or minority businesses are not going to be the exact match of a credit policy. So I've been blessed in my career, not from a, a bragging standpoint, but I don't even know how many millions, hundreds of millions of dollars I've personally lent or somebody on my team. I've had one defaulted loan in 30 years. That is All awesome. of it is based on relationship. Because if I, if I make a loan to you, Kahala, or somebody on my team, I can sleep at night knowing that you're going to do everything, even if you have to sacrifice mm -hmm. to live up to our commitment because of what? The our relationship. relationship. So Absolutely. if we don't have people in the room or at whatever financial credit union bank, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I'm not just making it about St. Louis Community Credit. Wherever, we need more of us making those types of decisions and going back in our communities, not being afraid of appraisal values of uh, this neighborhood has higher crime statistics, whatever. You can come up with a million reasons not, not to, to say yes. Not to help. That's right. But how about come up with a few reasons on why you can say yes? And if you can't, how about some resources to help them get to the yes? So in our organization, we talk about yes and not yet. So we want to say yes to the loan request. We can't. We want to say not yet. And then here's A, B, C, D, what you need to do so we can get to a yes. The delayed but not denied. Absolutely. And I think that is so important just in life, being able to help people come up with a plan. Yeah. So whether it's a legal matter, right, and someone's in legal trouble, whether it's criminal or civil, um, but helping them come up with a plan or reaching the end of that case and giving them a plan moving forward. That's so it. you don't find yourself in that situation again. So whether it's the way we raise our children, being able to give them a plan for life. Yeah. Oh, these are things you do. These are the things you don't do. My son, my oldest, Anthony, he, we were talking and I said, but what does my, what do mommy and daddy always teach you? There are what he consequences for every, for <laughs> exactly. Every he knows. So, he knows. And then he comes back with, Good ones for good ones and bad ones for bad. Because it's a consequence no matter what. So That's whether right. you're happy with the outcome or whether it's not. And so, but a plan. Yeah. And so, so many times there's a wall, there's the no, right? There's yep. the denial. And the person never moves forward because there was never a, okay, well, like you said, which is so amazing. Well, this is what we need to do to get you from delayed to approved. And that's it. And so that is really important, I think. And I, that's just amazing. That, yeah. That's just great. And there are resources. So there are resources there within the, whichever financial institution you go to, St. Louis Community Credit Union or another, there's resources within those organizations that a lot of to those institutions that a lot of times um, they don't even know to say or, or choose not to because everybody's shortening staff or reducing the amount of staff and the goals are rising. So it's easier to go to really the majority race and get hit your loan goal because they're 300 meters ahead, going back to our, our analogy. Um, but easier and always the best for the overall community. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to think of ourselves, St. Louis region, as an entire community. And my personal belief is we're going to rise just as much as East St. Louis and North City rises. If we continue to look like the way we do in those two areas, you got to nail it down in those two communities. 
if we continue to look the way we do now, the St. Louis region will not will, will keep faltering. And there's so many great things of being here. And I don't want to leave. I'm an only child. My parents will never leave East St. Louis. So I got to be close. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, they're healthy. It's a, a blessing. 75, 74. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said mamas, but anyway, I did. <laughs> uh, uh, years old, but in great health. So I don't want to be too far from them. So I, I choose to stay here and want to be a part of the redevelopment, the renaissance of the St. Louis region, but it will not happen. Alex's opinion, not Cajalas, not um, uh, St. Louis Community Credit Union, if East St. Louis remains the way it is and North City. And North City. So I talked a little bit about the resources. So I'm going to name some places that I want folks to look at and, and maybe we can add it. Uh, um, one, Prosperity Connection. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, that is, you can go to Google it. Great organization, very few costs to help you get a budget. Because even in business, it's important to look at the owner and the business and then combine it and do what's called fancy term global, which is just adding you as a person to your business and then seeing what both entities combined look like. Uh, so Prosperity Connection, Operation Hope, which is in Mayor Jones, well, it used to be uh, Treasurer Jones's Office of Financial Empowerment downtown. Uh, Operation Hope operating out of there. Justine Peterson, uh, that's they're the number one micro lender in the country, right here in St. Louis. Right here in St. Louis. And a lot of people outside of the financial industry does, does not have a clue. Um, uh, then on mortgage, and I know you have other experts on there, but there are organizations like Better Family Life, mm -hmm. Beyond Housing, uh, the housing partnership, and all of them help low to moderate income individuals get down payment assistance. And then more importantly to me, they help them understand what owning a house from being a renter is from insurance to maintenance to uh, uh, going through the loan process because it's their first time. Mm -hmm. Someone in a lot of cases, no one in their family has ever been a homeowner. Mm -hmm. So that's just a few of the organizations. I could go on and on. But just those few will get the business owner in a position to be successful. So what are the benefits of business ownership? So we've talked about the benefits of home ownership. Yeah. And but what are the, some of the benefits of of business ownership? Because we're so used to as people, not just in our community, but in general, uh, working a nine to five, working for somebody else, investing yep. in somebody else's dream. And so, but you are just a blessing. Like everything that you're saying right now, like I'm taking mental notes. I'm like, okay, we're going to put them in the notes, in the show notes. So everybody knows and they can just click on it. But why, what, why start a business? Yeah. Why? Uh, I personally, I, I think one of the major ben benefits is if, if it's a passion, so let me put this big caveat because everybody shouldn't be a business owner. You really have to have a passion and an idea yeah, we've of what makes you move some in bad that. customer service or whatever. You Absolutely. know, you're like, you Absolutely. should never own a business. So, <laughs> so the, the assumption we're making here today is that you're, you're over that hurdle. Okay. So if you are, it is, it's really, and not from, I love how you said it earlier, not from a standpoint of wealth to go and be, uh, you know, to, to, to create mess in your life and others, but really generational wealth, mm -hmm. generational wealth. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we got to get back to, as a community, family being first. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll do well in the credit union. But mm -hmm. one thing credit unions, I can't own it. It's membership. But uh, so there's other things that Denise and I do where we own. And it's solely, solely, it's passion for us. But it's solely for Alexis, Brian, Ebony, and Brandon. And the grandbabies. I'm not going to name the grandbabies. And, and uh, so... I think that's the number one thing. It's generational wealth. Right behind that is if you really have a passion, you really have something that's important that people want to buy, now you can employ mm -hmm. others and help build the community where you're from. If I'm successful, and Denise and I, if we're successful in what we do, then you know we actually have not full employees, but we have contracted folks that they do better because we do better. So we're not fully carrying people yet, but we will be. That's right. And and when that's done and when you do it back into the communities that we're from, now East St. Louis will be what we grew up in. Last example of how much I love our city. I'm nine years old and my, my parents still live off, you saying you said 89 blocks off 76th Street. My maternal grandmother, my mother's mother, lived in what's now Emerson Park. Mm -hmm. I could ride my bike at nine years old on a Saturday morning from my parents' house in this city that's supposed to be like Beirut. Now, now do I recommend that today? Probably not. But that's the kind of legacy that we can get back to, mm -hmm. I believe, if we get enough of us owning successful businesses that care about not just the money, but how can I generationally set this up for my children and my employees? Yes, I absolutely am all about trying to build a legacy at this point. Um, I'm 44 years old and young, you know, young. yes, <laughs> so I will take that. But um, but my oldest is 14 yeah. and then our, our middle baby boy, he is seven. And, yeah. you know, Katie Poo is, is four. She just turned four. Yeah. And there's so much more that I want for them. That's right. Myself, obviously, my husband, but for my children. I want to leave a legacy for my children's children. And so, you know, folks might be like, oh, well, why, why a podcast? Well, for one, a lot of people don't understand that podcasting is huge, right? That's but right. And it's growing every single day. And like my... Um, trademark attorney who's a beautiful black woman and yeah. she said um well as african-american women and african-american we're really starting to get into that podcast space but what people don't know and they'll soon find out in coming weeks it's not just the podcast i developed an llc That's right. so i don't believe in um, like you said coming from a family of excellence like yourself I just don't believe in doing something halfway. So if I'm going to do it and I'm passionate about it, would you say the passion I'm all in? So it's the LLC and it's, it's the, the marketing and it's the trademarking right. and it's all those things because if I'm going to do business, I'm going to do business. And so it's time for our community, like you said, to raise up right. and the transfer of knowledge and wealth. My Bishop preached a couple Sundays ago about how, Never before has there been knowledge. So in addition to the internet and all these other things, but it's just 
like you said, years ago in our community, it wasn't so much knowledge being poured in. Right. And that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast, as I've told you countless times and I've said in episodes past and to come, we want knowledge. That's right. It's because of a lack of knowledge that people perish. So we want mm-hmm. knowledge about all those things. So then that way we can push East St. Louis back to a city of greatness and we can, all of our communities can be great. Right. And so it, a lot of it starts with financial literacy because again, money, wealth, legacy is power. So I have student loans. And I don't ever want Anthony, William, and Caitlin to have that. I've been out of law school. I've been in this legal game coming up on 20 years here soon. I No. No no student loan, none of that. I'm talking legacy building. And so when people are like, well, why would she? It's it's an end game for me. Like you said, it's all about your four. It's all about my three. And so that's why we're having this conversation because we want to make sure that people know what can we do. So you talked about some, some programs within the, the St. Louis Metro area, and I'm sure people can, you know, Google it from anywhere and see if those options are also um, available to them. But how does someone come to you and say, okay, you know, senior vice president Fanoy, like this is what <laughs> I'm trying to do. Walk us through that that process on. Well, I'm scared, or I don't, I don't know what to do. Great, great question. First, I would say, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Uh, I know banking has been for us really the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. So it's a blessing to know that you're going to be dealing with an organization and individuals within that organization that understand that. We understand that we have done a poor job in our communities of uh, being trusted and uh, making sure that every business or person, individual that comes in is valued. We understand that. Um, so, So know that you shouldn't see that or feel that. It's more important, feel that. Uh, at St. Louis Community Credit Union. And all of our applications are where everybody is today, which is online. So you can go to our website and uh, we're talking more business lending. So it's uh, St. Louis, stlouiscommunity.com. On the first page, loans at the, the top bar and you go down into loans, click into loans and business loans is there. And it's a big button apply here. And it's a simple application that you can upload your documents because we can talk about more the types of financial information that's needed and to get you prepared. But that's how you get there. The other thing we'll, I'll leave you with my phone number, which is a, a, a general number. And then it's, so it's 314-534-7610. Again, 314-534-7610 extension 2356. And I'm anal. I check that all the time. And the last thing I leave is the most important to me, which is my cell. And that's 314-330-0348. Again, 314-330-0348. And, uh, and then also on, not a big, somebody on the podcast shouldn't be saying they're not big social media, but I do have a LinkedIn presence. So you can reach Alex Fenoy, A-L-E-X-F-E-N-N-O-Y on LinkedIn. So those are 
a bunch of different ways that you can reach and, and just know that I understand and we understand that same. Let me stop saying I. We understand uh, more than likely where you are and we're open to meeting you there and trying to get you to that yes. Um, so that that's how you can. Okay. So before we wrap up, you were just talking about what we need. So yeah. when we're, we're past our fear and we've got our passion, we're like, okay, great. I got this idea. This is what I want to do. How do, what do we need when we come? Yeah. So most financial institutions, you have to already be in business for two years. Okay. Okay. So just know that if you're at that, just that kind of idea and you're over that fear, then those are other resources. That's like the small business empowerment center or the women's business center that's within the urban league. Or if you're a veteran, uh, vet biz, uh, those are just three of the best, I think, organizations that help people go from that dream, that the passion to develop their business plan. And they're all nominal fees, very nominal, very reasonable. Um, so I would recommend you start with them before you even go, even though this is part of what Denise and I do, business consulting with someone, because that's going to be a greater fee than that. Um, but some of the things that you will always need is your personal most recent tax return. Okay. So if it's a husband and wife in a business or two individuals, you're going to need their both, their most, at least their most recent tax return. Then the businesses last two to three, depending how old you are. If you're older than three, we're going to want three. And then what's called interim financial statement, just a fancy word for kind of your QuickBooks within the year that we're in. So we're sitting in uh, July, end of July, 2022. So I would expect somebody to close their books at least in May. So I would ask for from January 1st through May 31st of an interim year. A lot of bankers like to use a lot of fancy words that, you know, really, uh, that's all I mean. Um, so those are the financial statements. Then we want to know what type of organization you are incorporated. Are you an LLC? Are you a partnership? Are you a C Corp? Most times you see today, or mostly LLCs because they have more benefits. I don't want to talk to a lawyer about the, you know, the benefits more of an LLC than a C Corp, S Corp or partnership. So uh, most are LLCs. So that's the operating agreement and the articles of incorporation. Okay. Lastly, uh, and before it depends on the type of industry you're in. If someone is owns, say, real estate, investment real estate, where they have tenants, you know, you want to see their rent roll. You want to see a copy of their, their standard lease agreement. And you want to know how many vacancies, if they have any, uh, that they have. So that's kind of specific with real estate. If they're a manufacturer, then I'm kind of want to want to know how much is their cost of goods sold. You don't okay. want to get in kind of detail. What's their different uh, business lines of where they're selling? What's the margins? Because it's going to be different depending on uh, every margin in, in the same with typical manufacturers with a distributor. Want to know how they're distributing. With a trucking company, how old is your fleet? So you get in a detailed question, and gotcha. it, it just kind of depends on the industry. And uh, lastly, I'll say, and we and a lot of other financial institutions are moving into doing way more work with not-for-profit space and with faith-based. Uh, I just warn folks to be with people who have experience in that because those are different animals. If you don't have experience in it, you can kind of, as a lender, mess up the institution. Or the, or the potential borrower. Okay. 
Wow, that's a lot of really good information because, again, we just don't know. So, and even, you know, someone like myself, you know, there's a lot of the legal that you know, but there's a lot of the actual upfront business part of it that you don't know. So it's really good to know that for startups, there are opportunities for that. But when you really want to get into your big lending, like you said, from 10,000 to 5 million, that, you know, you want to be a little more established. Um, So that's really good information. Um, You've told us how to get a hold of you. You've given us so much information. Um, And I just appreciate you so much for so many reasons, but this has been truly, truly eye-opening and and just really increasing my own personal knowledge, let alone of um, our listening audience. So thank you so much. Will you come back? Absolutely, because I know there's so many things I could have gone deeper into and and but time's sake uh, and and just I'm so proud of you and have always been and thank you for having me and would love to come back uh, not just about just to help just to help as many of us get to that yes Mm -hmm. to reach their dreams and hopefully there'll be better business owners that help as we were talking about earlier their employees Cause that's another thing that that should happen we help the business help the owner help the staff their clients and you see it just kind of mushrooms yes that's a strategy a goal of should be any successful financial institution but absolutely is of ours that's awesome well thank you so much again and we appreciate you so much in everything that you're doing to assist all communities and especially communities of color in just returning to greatness. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in today to Pearls and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll join us again next week. In the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you soon.